1: But he is here by a Skype all the way from the great city of Orangeley, New York, at his home, where he is joining us by Skype gnome. How are you? Okay, Dan, how are you? You sound clear as a bell. Technology is a wonder, indeed. And, and why are you doing the show all the way from home today as opposed to coming in studio? I think people want to know.
2: Well, I'm trying to stay out of uh, crowds because I have some high-risk individuals close to me. I'm I'm, I'm verging on high risk, but I, I don't feel high risk. But I do have some people around me who, who are high risk, so I don't want to bring
1: home. Like you say, verging on high risk, but, is that because What is the age where high risk starts according uh, to well, the science? You know,
2: first of all, like everything else, there's something I, I mean, I would imagine it's an inclining risk, and it doesn't There's not a clear demarcation of risk and no risk but 60 is what they say but i imagine that 59 and a half is also uh risky and 57 is is coming up behind i'm
1: 57 well you look good may i say we have with us tonight <laughs> uh first of all gary veeder is here gary veeder hey 36 uh, years old i'm looking good and, and and like myself was uh a um contested on america's got talent he got yep. further than me he was a finalist on season 10 and he's different on-
0: different uh this is different seasons, but yeah. Different seasons. Mo- no, mo- not to More be-
2: importantly, he's he's one of the only living success stories of rela- relationship counseling.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that, sto- we're back that
1: to- story has not yeah. been fully written. He is back with his wife, and we'll see. We're all monitoring the situation very, very closely. He's been on Conan, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and is a regular here at the Comedy Cellar. And we'll talk about his debut comedy album, Veter Las Vegas, that can be streamed, streamed anywhere you listen to music, and he taped that at the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas, which, oh, I, yeah. just, which I just did a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, I, I just got back from that. We have with us also Rob Long, writer-producer. He was a writer for the iconic television show Cheers uh, from 1990 to 1993 when the show ended. That's when it ended. I, in my memory, it ended in 95, but that's obviously a false <laughs> memory which yeah. can happen. And he's a contributing editor at National Review. Well, you don't see that every day—a Hollywood guy writing for a conservative publication like National Review. But there you have it.
3: And M- co- must
2: be great for your career, Mister Long.
3: Hasn't yeah. heard it. Uh, it, hasn't, it. Hasn't. I don't think it's helped it, but it hasn't heard it yet. Mostly because people just in it. in L.A. just assume that's the Nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. <laughs> also,
1: co-founder of Ricochet, a center-right podcasting network, and he offers weekly commentary on public radio. Um, Martini shot from L. Martini shot, I have written down here. What's that exactly? That
3: is uh, my four minute commentary on the local public radio station in L.A. called KCRW, which you can podcast to. And it's really just about show business. You know, Martini shot is the last shot of the day when you're on a, on a shoot. Um, it's, you know, you call it out. You say, hey, it's Martini shot. You know Maybe what? I
1: remember that from my limited, very limited button, say, but I, you know, I, I was in a few episodes of the show Crashing on HBO, and I recall Martini shot. Yeah. Uh, it's
4: good I show think That's an Lindo. amazing yeah. gig. Four minutes of commentary a day. Oh, that's
3: great. Oh, no, a week. a week. Oh God, I couldn't do a day. I don't have four minutes a day of any kind of insight, but four minutes a week I can kind of like scoop together.
4: Sounds pretty like a pretty sweet gig. It's a
3: sweet gig except for the the money.
4: right? <laughs> then it's not a sweet gig. <laughs> then
3: yeah, it's a gig. Yeah, it's a regular steady gig.
1: Noam, do you want to start uh, talking about what everybody's talking about, the coronavirus, which we've already alluded to? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm very curious to know what every, what everybody thinks uh, about the coronavirus. I I presume that uh, Rob Long is uh, on top of this. He's uh, <laughs> got to talk about it, he's got to comment on it.
3: Yeah, I wish I would. I, I, I'm not really on top of it because it changes all the time. Um, yeah. And it seems like all of the stuff that we're supposed to do now, we probably should have been doing anyway. I mean, not that I'm doing them. I mean, uh, you know, I... Uh, Washing your hands. I, I wash my hands, but I don't—you know—not not a nut about it. But mostly, like you can wash your hands, and then you pick up your phone, and you basically have ruined your hands totally because your phone is essentially a a men's room, you know, pu- <laughs> like a public speak men's for, room. Speak for yourself. No, I'm—I you know when they test the phone, it's disgusting. The phone is like, you know, those things where they go into the hotel room and then they turn on the blue light, and you go, oh my yeah. god. That's what happens when people look at their phones. It's it's disgusting, and we just touch it all the well, time. Well,
1: because there. a lot of us use it uh, in the bathroom.
3: But you should
0: stop that. Well, it's the bathroom. You carry, you know, you touch everything, then you touch your phone. You got to Lysol your phone as well when you're done. Right. That's, but that's all the this mode. stuff we should have been doing. And yeah, you got to keep up and, with that stuff. Yeah. What, what, why should we have been doing that?
2: Well, because, because isn't there isn't there a, co- a competing theory that says part of the reason have so many allergies and all this stuff today is because we're too hygienic and we need a little bit of dirtiness is good for us. For our immune system.
3: Yeah, I think you're going to get a little bit of dirtiness anyway. I mean, look, like the the ban- the, the, the really good news about a coronavirus is that it's not killing everybody it touches all the time, just indiscriminately. It's not the plague. But, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm not even a paranoid, but the, the plague is coming. I mean, it's like it's the next one's going to be really hard. And, and we keep getting the, and this is a warning. It's like if you live in L.A. I lived in L.A. for 30 years. And there was, when there was a five or, or a category five earthquake or five, six or something, Everybody said the same thing was wow. Um I don't think we're ready for the big one. And then they went off their merry way. Uh and this is kind of like not the big one. This is like a I think this is like a 5.3 earthquake size virus. Um mm-hmm. but the, the big one's got to come. Like we, there's no no way around it, you know. We're just going to have what, to get prepared. what is
4: this according yeah, to Yeah, but but if it's going to
3: come do, you know. I'm sorry if the
2: big one's really going to come, do I really want to spend my cuz cuz if I if I if I <laughs> yeah. extrapolate your advice I have to start using condoms and dental dams whenever I have oral sex. And and do I really want to live that way when the big one's coming anyway? Like,
3: Well, I can't speak for you. I don't I don't know what you're into. There are people who are into that stuff, so who knows? I, I don't think that's the case. I think it's more like the just general – I mean I don't know whether you're using condoms and dental dams on the subway. Maybe you are, but I don't think – I I Only when I lick the balls. I wouldn't recommend that. I just think probably you're better off – all of these things that people are saying we should be we, we should be doing now, we probably should have been doing. And really? I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not trying to be a fatalist. I'm not we're all going to die in a plague, but it, it, you know, it's a matter of time.
4: Yeah. Except for the part well, that you what? said that we're all going to die in a plague and it's a matter of time.
3: Well, we're, we're all going to die, <laughs> comma. Well, there's always There will be another plague, comma. It is I, a matter I of come time. Back yeah, there's and- always something bad that happens though. It's
0: like you have Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. if like you were in the city during that time and like half, like the lower east side was just, or the lower east side. And yeah. pretty much to like Midtown was just blacked out. Totally. And people were just like trying to figure out yeah. their life. Like. Like, what's going on? But meanwhile, you go up, uptown and there's lights and people are just living <laughs> yeah. their best life. Yeah. Like, it's just two different, like, I, you I know, come back takes on again
1: it. and again and again in my life to perhaps the quote that has had the most impact on me Jim McKay's father, who said, Our greatest hopes and our worst fears are seldom realized. Now, uh, Noam, do you ever hear that quote?
2: I've heard something similar that nothing is nothing is ever as good or as bad as first reported. That's something like some well, journalist. That's, a, that's another
1: quote. But Jim McKay, when the when the Munich athletes, the Israeli athletes in Munich were mm-hmm. killed, he said, "My father used to say, our greatest hopes and our worst fears are seldom realized, but tonight our worst oh, okay. fears have been realized." But yeah. but but in any case, uh, I think it's a, a good quote. And all I know is that Jim McKay's father said it. I, I don't know. Uh, I, that's enough I, for I,
3: me. That's enough for me.
1: But um, so I, I that's how I feel about the coronavirus. I don't think it'll be complete and utter disaster, but I don't think. Well, it'll. Well, thank, Thank
2: God. I'm sure we can all agree that at least we have a, a president who has a preternatural <laughs> talent for medical technology. <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: was, it's was almost it's almost a divine intervention that seemed to have brought us Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. We are truly lucky to have. A natural scientist heading out no, but no i'm crisis. usually
1: skeptical about things and yet here you are staying at home i would have thought you would have been a corona skeptic
2: well that's interesting because one of my one of my observations in this uh in this chapter is that the people who are normally saying don't panic the people who are always like skeptical as you say are taking this very seriously and the people who seem to swallow any nonsense conspiracy theory going around are like ah it's nothing there's a total flip in some way that um because this is real and it's scary and and we don't we don't know what the truth is but you know i've read that there is a uh, we've all seen the same data there's a spread from 0.009 mortality rate for the very youngest to something like 25, 30 percent for people in their mid 80s, and between 0.009 and 35 percent, you have a huge universe, and they they give us advice on some sort of average aggregate. But for each person, wherever you are in that universe, this is either absolutely nothing or it's very, very serious. And there's a lot of people uh, towards the top third of that curve, you know, and um, it, it, for instance, and then I'll stop talking, they're advising people, um, 16 and over not to go out basically, to, to work at home. Don't go to crowds, whatever it is. But if you're a 60 years old and you have a kid going to school in your, in your home, well, if the kid goes to school and comes back, it's like you went to school and came back because I'm sure the transmission rate within the home has got to be close to a hundred percent. Um, so I would think that already we would have the option, if we have a high-risk home, to keep our children home, and if we can, you know, release the lessons and course materials online and stuff like that, so high-risk people can protect themselves, but they don't seem to follow the, you know,
4: they don't seem I mean, to finish kid's the equation. I mean, my school is shut down. Are your kids in school? No, I kept them home this week because yeah, I mean, because I'm worried prudent. about my wife my wife getting my, my, sick. you're I, right. That's exactly I, what you should have done. I read
1: Cornell University as sending all the kids home to do school, to do online um courses for the semester.
0: but do, don't you guys find it hard to find like what's the truth about like what where's the damage? Like people are so confused on like what actually to do besides like wash your hands and like, you know, not touch your face and, like, the the stuff that people know. But I feel like there's so much different like reports of like what's going on. Like are the numbers going down? Where is it increasing? Like obviously like if there are three deaths that happen, like, you know, in Cleveland, it doesn't seem like a lot, but then but people are freaking out. They're like closing out like rallies and stuff. So it's just so much different information that's like hard to figure out if you should be actually worried.
3: Right. Well the death rate's not uh, really he... the most the death rate is the hardest thing to figure out and probably the least Least valuable number because yeah. the death rate includes people who lived in China, people who had re- respiratory failure, all that stuff ahead of time. So the death rate is not. It's really the the rate of uh, infection. How how many people can one person infect? And it's about two or two or three almost. And mm-hmm. the
4: healthcare system collapsing because they don't have the we don't things have the that tests they need. and stuff like that. So or so the that's, respirators. Yeah, the
3: respirators people who need them. So that uh, that's the that's the scary part. Um, and that's sort of the part That we should just be prepared For more infectious diseases Like this And be prepared To stay home And I mean and look All the stuff they're doing In China and Hong Kong Has actually done A, a lot of A lot of be- Has had a lot of benefit To those places Yeah
0: China's numbers Went down Like yeah, I guess Hong Kong They too. had like a, a thousand people Being like infected daily right. And then it, that number's down and, But and once and they we
4: quarantined we, Everybody yeah. That's how they yeah. got That's how they got right. a handle right. um, On it in South Korea Right They just fucking Shut <laughs> everything <laughs> right. down
3: Yeah well there's Something attractive about that Right I mean that's when these big emergencies is usually when the, the dictators come out. Well, ah. they also
4: they also created like a national database uh-huh. when they yeah. were testing everybody. We don't have tests here. So people are, right by and right. large, walking around infected, asymptomatic, and super contagious.
3: Right. Uh, he's somewhere where he was at three I, days I- and 14 days.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that...
4: Uh, like I Like you I, probably have it, Dad.
1: Why do you figure? i just kidding.
4: You don't look good. P- pr- <laughs> Prudence. I, I'm He's all, got swine flu. Yeah, He's I'm all a, in favor of Prudence. Zika.
1: I think that Periel is is bordering on hysterical. Um, all right. Go ahead, Noah. Well,
2: so, but let me ask you a question, because, because within the logic... I'm, I'm always trying to be sensitive to this. With, within the logic of whatever it is they're presenting to us... It doesn't seem like we're even consistent within that. So, for instance, in Westchester, where I live, I'm surrounded by towns that have had it. And I'm just a couple miles away from this, uh, uh, not, whatever, some sort of containment zone, whatever you call it. Right. Rochelle, yeah. and, and And yeah. And basically, everybody knows and says that, well, it's pretty imminent that it's going to get to all the towns in some small degree around there. But what they do is they wait until the first kid um is a risk before they close the school but of course then it's too late the kid's been to school and they pass it all around so like, right. well, if you know this is imminent or almost, or almost certainly imminent why are you why do you wait until it's kind of too late to take action close the schools now yeah you're absolutely yeah, yeah, right we, you're right uh, instead they wait until it, they, no we'll close the school but we, first we want to make sure they have it this mm-hmm. is insanity
4: you're absolutely right well it's
3: the same thing it's the earthquake right we're going to wait until we have a nine to prepare for the nine so then oh, you, you think go. they
0: should also close the subways for like and then how, you know, that means because you know, nothing should be going then.
1: Well, I don't have enough food what? in my house to last uh, till midnight tonight, <laughs> let, let alone <laughs> another two weeks. I would have some shopping and I'm counting the, the mice, by the way. Um, I, I don't ha- I'd don't. i have to do some serious well, shopping. Well, you should.
4: You should get some food in the house. Yeah,
0: I actually bought cans today. You should. Were well, they filled got, with got, food th- or are they just cans? You yeah, just separate. cans, <laughs> just regular can- empty cans. Uh, but yeah I got, I bought like get? some some soup um I bought some I got uh nuts yeah uh-huh. some tuna you got everything, some literally tuna literally everything
1: from soup to nuts, soup to nuts. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some
0: can some canned tuna and then uh,
2: yeah. I I guess the I guess the problem is here we wouldn't know when it ends like if they close the subways right uh and then when do they reopen them? Well, when they should right. close yeah, exactly. cases.
4: Or no, no, no. They, and it just
2: comes right back, like No, 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 no,
4: no. If you look at what's going on in Italy, they have now had to shut down the entire country because yeah. everybody, I mean, the rate of inf- infection... Was insane, and they're literally letting people die because they can't keep everybody alive. So they're they're making decisions about who to save in the hospitals, right? So it's like the people who have the best chance of surviving, or the people who are getting breathing aids and respirators and all of that stuff. So what you're doing is actually the right thing to do. Is to they close the subways? I mean, maybe but like shut everything down until we have a better understanding of what's going on
1: <laughs> but but how about the notion that that every year we have a flu season and people die by the thousands and we don't use the we don't uh, resort quarantine. to these measures we don't have quarantine it's not as well, contagious as flu.
4: yeah world, the rate right? of infection or is, is it, much lower or is
0: this they just try to make this like a extra sexy <laughs> so then they try you know that's that's why and then i'm not sure sale. we
1: know how contagious this is i've i've read that it's less contagious than the flu i'll yeah, yeah, you know, where are you guys that's reading why staff? all this information is
0: confusing. in the news media yeah you well, should, yeah. but you a,
2: should... anecdotally it really doesn't make sense i mean here the guy who was the first guy in new rochelle the uh, lawyer yeah he's in a co- he's in a coma the guy the, the guy he the leadership in had... iran is dropping dead I mean, you know, these people have all gotten flus. I, 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 mean, I know it's anecdotal, but like, I don't know anybody well, no, in my it, life. Well, no, it's not. I mean, not Dead of a flu at fifty. I just never seen that.
3: We, we have a, we have data. We have a really good. We have the Diamond Princess. We have a. We had a cruise ship. It was under quarantine and that's mm-hmm. a great way to find out how, how contagious the disease is and that's how they got the number the number's really high about two, between 2 and 3 people which is pretty good like if you're if you're a virus you you could be proud of that number that's a good number you know that's you should uh, like, and, you can and, walk and tall down the virus uh, you know high school corridor because you're you're a badass um, and that, How yeah, many
2: people from the Diamond Princess have died? Do we know?
3: Uh, I don't know, but it, but again, it's like I, I think that when you catch it early and you're you know you're you don't have res- respiratory illness anyway, you know it's not you're 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 in good shape. You're you you got a fighting right. chance at, at it. It's not this is not Ebola. You know you don't sort of explode in blood and mucus and piss and shit on the on the uh, sidewalk. You just get you know you got a really 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 bad flu, um, but it's just the, the scary part of it is the contagious part of it. And the rate of infection, and that's um, that is what we need to prepare for. We need to be ready to like, yeah, for and we're five not five years from now to like figure out when we're when this is over. There's going to be another one coming, but, but we're you're not taking... even
4: ready for this. No. It's like right. every. I mean, my understanding is that every emergency room in every major city in America operates daily, pretty much at like a hundred percent.
2: So probably, yeah. How how do you get ready for
3: it? I mean, you do what you're
2: well, doing.
4: You, you know you start yeah, I'm saying that's not getting ready start,
3: I didn't prepare. you start when 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 uh when when the rate of inf- when when infections go up in China uh you start building the test kits rather right. than wait a month
0: yeah like they knew it was coming here right it was like we're that's there's no sure. way it's not coming yeah. here everybody so, so people were just like oh it's China It's the, so far the, away but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was yeah. within like a week and a half oh yeah yeah
1: I and mean, it was here well Rob you keep talking about the that even if this isn't the big one—that the
3: big one is coming. Yeah, I'm here to bring sunshine. Yeah, but
1: but I mean,
3: relax. That, you guys are gonna die in a few years.
1: Is that really <laughs> the case? When was the last time we had a big one? You'd SARS. have to go back to 1918, I guess. No, SARS. SARS was big, and we. Well, we SARS is the too. big one. I don't remember. I don't remember during SARS.
3: Yeah, No was shutting down yeah. The rate of infection wasn't
1: that. No one was right here. But remember, right.
2: 1918. No, SARS was deadlier, but it didn't spread. Thank yeah. goodness. Right?
3: Yeah. The rate of infection was lower, but in 1918, like that. Zika. That, that you can't even compare that to now. I mean, we. You you are you are 15 hours from some shithole in the middle of the world that you've never even heard of. You're 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 20 hours. Never from... heard of it. I've played there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Chuck chuckles the shithole, right? You're 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 20 hours away from the anywhere else on Earth that you weren't you weren't we. There are people people are people are sick in Italy because they went to Iran and they came back from <laughs> Iran. That's why they're sick in Italy. The guy sick in New Rochelle. Isn't sick because he like. Went to Gracedy's. He's sick because he was went somewhere else. He was from. Because like, they were I, eating I, fucking sure bats. <laughs> we also have better medical care than we did in 1918. <laughs> Absolutely right. But yeah, if you don't yeah. jump, if you don't get on it on top of it early,
1: then you're in trouble. And in 1918, what measures were they taking? I guess were they quarantining
3: everywhere? Was it? Um, I mean, uh, well, no, they weren't. They weren't as good. we were much better. But this did start from, from them eating
4: bats, right? I don't know. I don't. I, they, you're
3: not supposed to say that.
4: You're not. Why not? I think
3: it's What's considered, the matter with you, Periel. <laughs> I think it's considered like not. It's like not, not what, okay. If, if
4: if not. No, not what?
3: You have to. See, this has to be the the mystery, uh, mystery origin, uh, coronavirus. You can't say Wuhan flu or bad eating flu or.
4: There was a well, market in Wuhan yeah. where people were eating fucking bats and pangolin. No, 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 no. I mean, this is like a scientific fact. I'm not making this up. Uh, okay, I don't, okay, but, uh, Periel well, doesn't make ahead, stuff
1: up, but she, what she does do often is twist. <laughs> with,
3: well, no, there's a live I mean, animal yeah. market in Wuhan.
4: Right, and those things were vectors for this disease. Yeah,
3: yeah that is true. And okay. then I'm, not, being... I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that we're not supposed to say it. Well, the,
2: and, and this touches on something else, which okay, – because there's a few things that, that that I thought about while 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 Rob was talking. First of all is that part of what we're suffering from is that it, this is neither here nor there. Like if it had a 20% mortality rate, we would all be in our homes and, and the subway would be shut down and whatever it is. They don't really know how to react because we don't really know – it wouldn't shock anybody if, when it's all when the history is all written, that this wasn't any worse than the flu. Like you know, we we yeah, don't know, right. so they're very hesitant to react. And then on top of that, we have seen introductions of political correctness. Like I remember reading, I think it was in the Times. It was one article which discussed closing the schools and complained about the the um the disproportionate effect it would have on women. I'm like, well, this is crazy talk now, yeah. you know, like, because women are the caregivers. Well, so we're mixing politically correct concepts into, into health decisions. Yeah. Well, no, speaking
1: that? of health decisions, what about, of course, you own several businesses wherein large numbers of people gather. Yeah. And so what are your thoughts with regard to uh, what you should be doing to protect your workers, your comedians, uh, etc.?
2: Okay, well... Uh- um, first of all, I will I will say the business has not been all that affected, and I and I think that's people
1: who well, you're, you're don't have high
2: risk people around them. I'm oh, sorry,
1: you are breaking up slightly.
2: Hello, hi, oh, young young people who don't have high risk individuals around them have correctly probably concluded that they don't really have much to worry about, so they're so they're going out. Um, I, We've taken every precaution we can. I've I've um, I've asked high-risk employees to stay home with pay. I've, I have thermometers there for the staff to uh, take their temperature. I'm, we're sanitizing the whole place four times a day, you know. But all this may be futile if, uh, if people are, are have the disease. You guys still there? I don't know if I'm Yeah, yeah, are yeah,
4: here. I just yeah. made one so, of your bartenders a, there, put on a pair of latex gloves. The, the,
5: yeah,
2: there was this Why? article in, in National Review, uh, by, I forget who wrote it, but it, it talked about some case of the virus on a bus in China and right. the guy they had video of it he didn't leave his seat and he spread it to like one person behind him four people in front of him one person on the other side of the bus you know
3: but not the person so next it, to him right i mean it was the weird kind of a checkerboard thing It was said again. I'm sorry. Well, not the person next to him. There were people who were closer. And not the person next to him. That's right. And then people three rows ahead who did. Yeah. No, I'm
1: I'm thinking one reason business has still been robust is because you have all these tourists that came to New York City. What are they going to do? Stay in quarantine themselves on vacation? Yeah.
0: People were at the show yesterday, and I was like, you know, people are like, I'm traveling. So it's like, yeah, you have to do something. They can't just stay in their hotel. So they're still coming. They're so, still so, getting tourists. So
1: the tourists, they're already here. Maybe they plan their trip. I don't know. But but since I think tourists would be less likely to stay home, they're on they're on vacation. Yeah, they
0: booked the flight. But uh, the airlines, though, they said that you could get or you could get your money back for the flight, or or you just get like a, a refund for the entire mm-hmm. year, like you could just buy another flight of equal value. But um, but yeah, people are still flying. I'm flying this week. So you're flying like,
4: tomorrow now. Yeah,
0: tomorrow to Detroit, and then also Cleveland. So two areas that I know have been infected. But yeah, I mean, it's just uh, just. I feel like people are just going on too, unless it gets more serious.
4: The flights, na- national flights, um, are like twenty five bucks. I read today. Oh really? Uh, really?
0: Yeah, I looked for like yeah, it's still to like Detroit. Like it was $5. like three hundred bucks. But yeah, maybe uh, yeah, maybe it'll go down.
1: No, are we? Are we? Um, do we have any more to discuss on this topic? Because we do have some other other interesting uh, topics to get to.
2: Yeah, well, well, I'm just curious. I'm just curious what our, our guests. Uh, uh, how they think this will end up? Will it disappear? Well, you're will breaking up a, chronic, a little bit, unfortunately. Your thing. You're talking. Sorry? To, you're talking to Rob. Yeah, to Rob and 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 my other expert, Gary. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, Rob's not an infectious disease expert. I want to underline. No, I'm not. I'm, no,
3: I'm not licensed to practice medicine in the state of New York. That's for sure. Um, I, 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 who knows? I don't. I'm, I'm not really sure. I think a lot of it's behavioral. So, if people do what they're supposed to do, that it's gonna you know maybe it'll die, it'll die out and when the weather gets warm and the numbers will go down yep. and we got to hope the numbers stay down there was always a, bu- a SARS bounce they used to say that when SARS went down then it went back up um so i we can only hope that that's what that's what happens and and we you know we keep the well, the purel you know stocks high and you know, buy, buy shares in Zoom and Slack and all these other. They, like, the Purell is groups.
1: owned by Jews, by the way. So, oh yeah, seventy well,
3: five year old company. Is that uh, true? Well, it was found. Yeah. It was
1: founded by Jews. So again, I one has to wonder what these Jews are up to.
0: Well, that's funny because <laughs> uh, my, my it, you know,
2: there was this story. I haven't heard about it, anything about it since. But that is, there was an Israeli lab which claimed it was going to have a vaccine in four or five weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I, I told our au pair was from Brazil. I, t- I told her that, uh, I said, look at that, the Israelis, they say they're four or five weeks away from a vaccine. And she says, well, yeah, there's a lot of money to be made. <laughs> so.
3: She didn't think twice so about So there's, about a, there's, that a, there's
2: another virus that yeah. spreads all over the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
3: Um, it's a good relationship you have with your Brazilian au pair, though, I got to say, that she felt but free it, it, enough to tell you how she felt no, about. This, yeah, I'm sorry to
2: interrupt you. The thing is that, and you know, we, this could be a jumping off point, it was so naive and so there was not in this. It was zero intention of hers to offend me. Right. She yeah. was literally naive to what she was saying. This is just kind of what she kind of talked. She grew up around, and she just was saying it. You know, so I didn't even, I it didn't even phase me. It doesn't, you know, I, I wasn't even upset about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know. But it just, I mean, and, and it's also it, true. It,
1: it, <laughs> yeah. It's like so. So it's like part of it's
0: like I, you can't be. You know, it's like well, you she, know, no, the intent no, wasn't there.
1: Noam's always talking about how we need. To encourage innovation in healthcare, and part of that is by allowing pharmaceutical companies to make a lot of money. That no, and that was your one of your primary arguments against Sanders' position. So, you, in effect, you're 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 agreeing with it. You're saying, well, we need to keep people want people invent shit because they want to get rich.
2: Well, well I'm agreeing with that. I'm not agreeing with the fact that that's the reason Israel has a, has a leg up on it. You know, but whatever.
3: But actually, no. But but it is kind of. I mean, Israel has a leg up on it because they they. They see everything in terms of national security. They right. see everything in terms of a threat. But Israel to their... shut
4: down. You can't fly into or out of Israel. You right. know that, they're right? They're not kidding
3: around. Yeah, they don't kid around in Israel. Yeah, yeah. But they like you... this. you know? Israel is 11 miles wide. So it's it's the people have tried to invade it for years, and maybe they don't want to be invaded by people. And they don't want to be invaded by a virus. So, you know, they they do see everything as a whether is it going to threaten the state of Israel or not. And this is definitely threatens the state of Israel, especially. Little state yeah, but like
4: Israelis Israel. handle shit differently like yeah. they don't panic about things just because
2: like, well just... but that's but actually I found that interesting because when I look at Israel making a decision as um, severe as the one they've made, I say to myself first these people are not prone to panic and second they have some really smart fucking medical scientists there <laughs> yeah. advising, The government, so I'm like, what? That sounds like this is serious, you know.
4: It is serious. No, well, we we, is it serious
2: or is it a little bit worse than the flu? I mean, we don't
4: know. No, it is very serious. It's serious. Well, if Periel says it. Then I, I have two girlfriends <laughs> yeah, exactly. One what is a pediatric ER doctor who flies back and forth from here in Israel I spoke to her this morning I have another friend who is a pediatric oncologist I speak to both of them regularly and this shit is no fucking joke Yeah well, no, you here. guys you I guys remember
2: it, that Star Trek episode where they had a disease that only that only the that only the grown-ups get Yeah <laughs> and the kids are on and the grump's get That's kind of what Was that is Star like. Trek
1: or Twilight Zone or nor neither? No was I don't think it was Cheers. I don't think it was Cheers. <laughs> although that sounds like a good maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was before you got
3: there. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be.
1: Noam, can we briefly talk about the chef situation here? Why I, aren't you reading <laughs> these titles?
2: <They're laughs> so Wait, I want to hear. I would like to hear before I get to the chef situation. Uh-oh. Since we have an authentic uh, intellectual there, and I don't mean Gary Beater. Me? Yeah, yeah, it's
3: can not. I, I, I knew you we were talking about me. But,
1: uh, who's the authentic <laughs> intellectual? We yeah, have I a, t- a TV joke, a comic. Yeah,
3: give me a break.
2: No, no, he writes some national review. So, so Rob, yeah. can you t- tell us what your take is, uh, what like your your most interesting observations have been on this primary season, on the turnaround? Uh, it looked like Sanders was a shoe and now it's Biden. Like You must you must have thoughts on all this.
3: Yeah, the the, uh, the Democratic primary voter came to the census. And they like well, we we we. What do we want? Do we want healthcare, uh, you know, Medicare for all, and open borders, or do we just want to get rid of Trump? And they right. decided they just want to get rid of Trump. Now they that I mean, not not that it may succeed. They may not get rid of Trump. I'm not sure they're gonna, um, but they'll probably get closer to it with Biden than they would ever do it with Bernie Sanders. And their right. point was that you know they, they, these the hive mind of these parties is supposed to be, this is how it's supposed to work, um, and it really has worked that way flawlessly. Um, until 2016, when the Republicans went insane, um, nobody ever expected the Republicans to go insane. They expected it to be Democrats, and it turns out the Democrats are the ones that kind of write the ship at the last minute and think, uh, you know what? We'd rather win." Now they may still may lose, but it's if you're able to put money down on who's who's in a better shape to beat Trump, it's it's got to be Biden, not Bernie. Bernie can't even get the young people who say they support him to vote for him, so. He, you know, the young Bernie bros aren't actually voting for Bernie in the primary. So how are they going to vote in November? They're probably not going to show up then either. So, <laughs> you know, they just the, the party, the, the party without it's. It, this is not the party, uh, you know, elite or the or the or the insiders. This is just your your st- Democrat primary voters Um, made a prudent choice. That's how it's supposed to work. Well, what about, uh,
1: you know, uh, Biden's mental, his cognitive uh, functioning, which seems to be—is getting called into question? You know, so these gaffes that he's making, these,
3: these verbal uh, slip-ups. Well, at no, at no time in, American, in recent American political history has that ever hurt a candidate. I mean, people win the presidency, sometimes by a lot of votes— Having said weird stuff on the stump, but is is it possible that he
1: does have cognitive uh, functioning issues?
3: I, I can't. I also I would say that I don't think there's been a presidential candidate that doesn't have that. <laughs> I think that's actually a, considered a qualifications that you're a little bit nuts. Well, but 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 people talk about senility. You know, we, I mean,
1: um, and all these candidates are so old.
4: I mean, Ronald Reagan was running this country with, like, well, full-blown Ronald- fucking Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah, so. yes, Really? And,
3: that's, that's, really? And, and he was better yeah. at it than a lot of people who didn't – you know, little also, you know, give me more Alzheimer's if you're if – you Well, know. he didn't have – he wasn't – He didn't have it. Yeah. He didn't have it at that level. He was starting, perhaps, toward the end of it. He's his, getting old. He, what are you talking term. about?
2: He had total the, the, Alzheimer's. The,
3: the, the, to be, he did when he died. Per, per, yeah. I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna let me talk for a second, per, and then you can just Google a little bit about Ronald Reagan, <laughs> and then you can come back informed. <laughs> um uh but uh I don't think that it's it's fair to to say that biden is showing signs of senility i people are saying i'm asking you yeah, if, yeah. if you think it's fair yeah, yeah okay but what I think is more fair is that he's showing the signs of being a 78 year old man basically similar to all the 70 year eight 78 year olds in our lives um Sanders is an exception he's very vital and he's doesn't seem to have slowed down if you, if you imagine if bernie sanders could present himself in a young body i don't think we would detect much amiss uh if you put joe biden in a in a 40 year old's body like what is up with this dude you know so I, I don't i don't but the question is if he's slower does that i, I don't know that that means his judgment is going to be worse or that um he you know that he's gonna make crazy choices, that he's gonna start answering the banana. Like, like, I, I think- Well, I, so what I don't if he does answer the banana? Yeah.
1: Huh? So what if he does answer the banana? You know, yeah. what harm could come
3: yeah.
1: from answering gonna, a banana?
3: He's gonna order the banana to do something.
1: Arguably, <laughs> uh, a, a cognitively impaired president no, but I'm saying,
2: I don't think I'm saying I don't think he's impaired. I just yeah. think like you know, there's not many seven year old winners yeah. of Jeopardy. Right. You slow down a little yeah. bit. It yeah. doesn't mean you got stupid or, or insane. It's just like right. you can't remember the name, you can't remember the fact. I, I'm suffering. We all. It's it's a continuum. It doesn't, you know, I, I I can't remember names like I used to. My God, it, it's scary. But I I know
3: it's, it's not Alzheimer's. Well, it's also like let's let's be, you know, be clear here. He's not running against, uh, you know, Albert Einstein. Uh, he's not. You know, he's going to be running <laughs> against uh, a a morbidly obese 70 late 70 year old president who spends an hour and a half in hair and makeup well, it's early 70s actually. yeah well you know and he's gonna and he's running against that person so yeah. you know when when the voters in november see the two of them it's not like they're gonna go, oh my god joe biden's out of it he's saying things that don't make any sense they're gonna say oh my how do we get here how do we get so they always say almost how do we get to this? how what what karma did we do as a nation? What did, what orphanage did we burn down in a previous life that led us to this moment where we have this weird fat guy who is in lipstick and masca- <laughs> mascara, and then this ancient weirdo thin guy who's like uh, shouting at the clouds.
2: Mm-hmm. By the way, what what what? So leaving aside uh, Biden's uh, cognitive um, slowing down, whatever the word is for that. Um, what about the fact that there's going to be a lot of very, very angry Sanders supporters? Uh, what? How much, how much threat does that pose to the Biden campaign?
3: You mean in the general? Yeah. Well, the young people aren't going to vote anyway. They don't. So it doesn't matter. Have they, they'll be really angry on Twitter, and then they'll just, I don't know, they'll be binge-watching some shit on something on Hulu, and they mm-hmm. won't vote on Election Day. Yeah. Um, the, the, the 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 young voter is just a moron. They don't vote, so they, they you don't lose anything. Um, and the rest of the people hate Trump, so they're gonna vote for Biden. And if he's smart, he's gonna scoop all of them up. Plus the people that are like, well, you know, if Biden's smart, he'll just say to the American people, look, I'm not gonna be that liberal. I promise you, I'm gonna be normal. I'm re- I'm really not gonna be liberal. Uh, you vote for me, and I promise I won't be liberal. And uh, a right. lot of people will take, will take that bet. You know, Trump is not a popular I, president. He should be a lot more popular than he is. At, with, with the economy uh, the way it is,
4: that's really interesting.
3: I I totally agree with you. And and
2: one of the one of the things that really disturbs me about uh, the way the media handles all this is that they haven't sufficiently trained the public to understand that this is an election in three or four states, and yeah. that the national polls don't mean anything. We know already who's going to win the popular vote, and they they the. Well, that's that's just it. This is just a swing state election, and what matters is what will win in those swing states. And that's why I think I agree with you that I don't think there's a lot of like activist Sanders voters in those districts that swung from Obama to Trump and need to be swung back in the other direction. Do
4: you think that Biden has a real chance of winning? Because I've been saying for months, I I think Trump is definitely going to win again. I think it's hard to know. It's hard
3: to know. Look, A lot of people really, really, really hate Trump and nobody really 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 hates biden right and a lot of people really 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 hate hillary like there are but a, lot a lot of people, people tr-
1: really 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 love
3: trump and yeah. how many people really 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 love biden well you don't really need to worry about that because the the party faithful will turn out everybody's going to start with their 44% 45% it's really the middle people who like they don't really love or hate anybody that much but they just but they don't they, they nobody doesn't like Biden like right. he, nobody's afraid of him like the there are people who hate like Sarah Lee exactly do you
0: think like the debate actually matters cuz i feel like obviously trump is just going to destroy him
3: and just talk you know just get maybe, him maybe but you know these things are weird like it's two old men Eating right. it out, like it's kind of like a, yeah. it's like a weird porn, you know. Like I don't mm-hmm. know what's, uh, but I don't, That's I don't. That's normal for me. It, like, yeah. right, right, right. Hey, you just type that weird. into Pornhub, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't really. I Who knows? I who knows? But it's it's going to be a fight, yeah. And, and it's not going to be about policy because because Trump doesn't understand that, right. So it's really going to be about personality. And the problem is, is that Biden's got kind of a, you know, he's got a, he's likable. Yeah. You're, when was you know Trump? Well, he was running against the least likable person in American politics.
4: Can I um, <clears throat> read something from Snopes, Noam?
3: Brief, please. Well, Very I, brief.
1: No, you asked Noam, but I'm telling you, I prefer to
4: stay Noam, brief. are you here?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. Go ahead. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> it has long been rumored that President Reagan suffered from Alzheimer's disease years before it was diagnosed in 1994, five years after he left office. Yeah, he probably that, that did toward the, toward the, the ro- end of his long, long of right. No, no, you're right. I'm saying you're right. <laughs> oh. I was wrong. He actually yeah. didn't come down oh. with it until five years later.
1: Oh. Oh.
4: Well, he might have toward the end of his... He was
3: forgetful.
1: Alzheimer's takes a long time. There's, you know, uh, long before you're diagnosed, you're showing there uh, you know, light, milder signs. He, he might have had some cognitive impairment toward the end of his second term. It's certainly possible. Uh, Noam... Uh, could we t- discuss briefly the chef situation now?
2: Yeah. Can, yes. Yes. Can, 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 I have two more things about this than the chef situation. Okay, First of all, really to I our... think it, it remains to be seen. Like Trump has obviously flubbed a lot <laughs> of the coronavirus stuff so far. It was not clear is that really anything would have been any different if he hadn't flubbed it. But come election time, I mean, if Trump is was clearly not up to the job, um, then I think that's going to hurt him a lot. And B, I just wanted to say that I I remember hearing a story about Ronald Reagan when he was senile, was out in his backyard, he used to go out and rake the leaves all the time and um it just occurred to me I remember when i read that like i won't fucking rake the leaves now like he yeah. i'm so lazy yeah. like even senile this guy is doing chores and stuff <laughs> like that and I, and I think that just it's a very deep aspect of a person's character okay go ahead Can
3: one more story that because you're talking about reagan's yeah. story he's walking Please. um uh so a, 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 a russian grandfather is with his grandson in in a park in holmby hills in la and the secret service guy and he only had one reagan only had one near the end we just kind of walk, you know, they go for a walk in the park every every day. And uh, Reagan's just sitting there, you know, he's completely out of it at this point. And the old Russian guy tells his grandson, you walk up to that man and you thank him. He's why I'm here. He he brought freedom to our to me and my country. And so the little kid walks over to Reagan and says, I just want to tell you, uh, my grandpa says, thank you for, uh, you brought him freedom and you did great stuff and stuff. And Reagan said, so obviously no idea what he's saying. But he said, <laughs> well, thank you. That's very nice of you. Tell your grandfather. I said, uh, thank you. And then that was it. And there's it like an incredible weird story and the Secret Service agents always told these stories to the press. But uh, you know, amazing. People really people had a lot of unfinished business with Reagan.
4: Yeah, I mean I would like to say that with all due yes. respect, he was, you know, sort of single handedly responsible for hundreds of thousands of gay men dying of AIDS. How did he do that? What was oh, he at the shut bathhouse up saying
3: you uh, was, he okay. doing, was he was he saying, was saying no, he how uh, He it, did
4: nothing. I well, mean there was the ten, let, either let, did either did the let, gay community let, let, what was in the wrong San talk, Francisco. Right.
3: What's that? Like, if you're okay, going to blame can... Reagan, you got to blame everybody. you got to blame the gay community in San Francisco, which beat up Randy Shilts, who wrote the book and the band played yes, on, which is and spit on him. Which... And he would try to get the bathhouses closed, and they said, no, that, you can't. That's fine. So but how many, how... been,
4: I mean, people have been behaving against their best interests since the beginning of time. Well, so wait, so
3: so you, it, was, it was up to Ronald Reagan to tell the gay community in San Francisco, hey, y- y- no, you shouldn't— No, I think oh, you, that you, it uh, was
4: up to Ronald Reagan, who is the president of the United States— to make some very serious medical care available instead of not even uttering the word. Well, what, what, what does it matter? What, what, should, what could it he have done? A lot. No, I, I really
3: don't like, real. no, This isn't true. This is one of these canards that people do because they don't want to take responsibility for the fact. First of all, they didn't know what it was. And so the I idea that, that he didn't he I came, read
4: on the band and, on. And, and, and the band
3: played on. And the band played on is extremely critical, not of Ronald Reagan and not of the Reagan administration, of both. but especially of the community that knew there was an infectious disease but they going didn't through. They knew what it was, and they, they didn't know how they, to deal with they it. They knew exactly how to deal with it. You closed the bathhouses. That's exactly well, that was to, one and thing. One thing that was the most important thing, and they refused to do it. So you say that that's oh yeah, I understand why they didn't do that. Somehow Ronald Reagan's supposed to sit in the Oval Office while he's fighting the the Cold War and you, with a crystal ball, say oh there's a virus here, we got to kill it this way. Give me a break.
4: No, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have closed. The, no, the no, you said he was responsible for a hundred thousand. That is completely wrong. It's not. That's
3: totally wrong. That if, if if he's responsible for it, that everyone in that community is responsible for it, too.
4: Well, I don't think those are mutually exclusive points.
3: Rob, you'll
1: you'll Periel often uh, speaks. uh... Uh, Periel, Periel. I'm just curious because you know we we keep Periel
2: Periel on the show because she really pitches fastballs right over the (laughs) plate, right? And 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 and, and time to time we we need to score runs. But but I'm just curious. I, I don't know the story about Reagan, but. Uh, who is more who is more directly responsible? Reagan for the deaths of X number of um, people with AIDS. I don't know if it's hundreds of thousands. It is. Or, and maybe it was. Uh, or um, no, I mean, I don't think you, you wouldn't extend the Reagan's blame forever to every single person who ever gets AIDS. I don't know what within his within the time that his impact was felt, but Ronald Reagan and AIDS are Obama and 500,000 dead Syrians. You get like, so like, mad what, at
4: me what, when I do things like that, when no, you're trying I'm, to I'm argue with curious. me about <laughs> something well, and I, I, change well, I, 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 I change the subject. I never,
2: like, I don't, I don't, like, there's some really direct connections to big numbers of deaths that don't really seem to get your, you know your, your, your... I'm not a your, fan
4: your, of the Syrian deaths either, but we weren't talking about that.
2: <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair, fair enough. Um,
1: oh, I, I would
4: like to move the conversation along. Yes. Let me guess the,
1: so shit. the chef. Uh, I, yeah. As a general matter, I, I, I don't mind when Perrielle, uh you know, uh, contributes, but I don't like when she kind of takes the conversation off into a completely different direction. But in any case, that's just food for thought. No, Speaking, of, Speaking, of food. Speaking of food, There you go. you talk about a transition. Yeah. Um, now, now, Rob, I want to just uh, set the table, if you will, a food analogy. Um, here at the Comedy Cellar, uh, we, you know, we have a restaurant uh, upstairs from the club and Noam wanted to bring in a new chef, really uh, take things up to another level. He he hired this chef after testing several chefs, and I loved him. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, he had different specials. We'd have a, a variety of foods that we hadn't had before, and uh, he made a wonderful uh, 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 fried chicken. Yeah, I yeah, thought chicken. his Dell was great, even though Liz didn't like it. But no, uh, Lynn uh, Lynn Cobbleson, I thought it was terrific. Anyway, he's been fired, so now we're back to the old menu. No, no I, 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 I,
2: it wasn't. It wasn't fire. It Just didn't work out. But seriously, he
1: wasn't fired. Okay, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Well, how do you? How do you? What is it when a guy works for a place and then the next day he's not there anymore, and he didn't quit? I mean, listen, I I,
2: I like the guy, <laughs> and I don't want to say anything. Uh, Spending uh, a lot of time on the with air that's
1: going to make it look like um,
2: there's anything bad about his cooking or the way he acted, whatever it is. I don't want to harm his career in any way. You know, not, sometimes sometimes it just doesn't work out between um, talented people or whatever it is, or or good people with good intentions. Um, so but, uh, where, uh, there's where there's, are there's we now
1: in terms of 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 because the comics here have – you know I Gary I, I don't want to speak for for you, you could, but you speak let's face me. it we uh-huh. want some new stuff on that menu. I, well,
0: uh, we're, a little I'll bit I'll of this is I good. That a fried with chicken a, was, a was great.
2: Consultant, I do I do want to um, get on the menu, but you know as i told you it, it's it's. Um, I'm I'm so bogged down with my family and my kids and whatever it is, and the amount of time that it takes to really throw yourselves into a, throw what... yourself into a, a restaurant, it's uh, it's not the best use of my time. So but we are trying to do it. Liz is on it. Uh, the food in the olive tree is quite good as it is, but it's not. Um, but we're not. You know, uh, we're not. I don't know. We're, we're not serving meals heard around the world. I would like to. I'd like to be more like a blue ribbon, that kind of restaurant. Uh, well, uh, well get I, t- with, with
1: regard we'll get there, to you being uh, too busy to handle the situation, and I hear you, and I certainly am not unsympathetic, yeah. but I did have a suggestion. I think I texted you. You thought I was joking. I said, put Aruba Ray in charge. Aruba Ray knows two things. He knows banging NYU chicks and food, <laughs> and the latter could,
0: could be of use to you. Ray knows food. The Ray, form, the former, could be of use to me too. But I'm not yeah. out of the game. <laughs> but but Ray is—he he knows food.
1: I mean, and uh, look, I'm I, out of the
2: game. I'm out of the game. Go ahead.
1: You know, and um, may, maybe, and he and he also knows some chefs, by the way, down in Aruba that he says might be willing to come here. But I don't know. That's a whole other issue. But.
2: Okay, Dan. If if I'm not already the object of ridicule uh, above my uh, my de- what I deserve, if I put Aruba Ray Ellen in charge of the Olive Tree Kitchen, I c- would not be able to show my head again. Do you do you know the abuse I would get? He he definitely would have to do
1: it anonymously. It would have to be. A, <laughs> Uh, but gary what did you think of the chef's specials it was that? good
0: i mean i had the uh it was the chicken sandwich that i had that was good and then and then he also had the uh, the list of the specials I never had any of the specials I stuck with the the chicken sandwich which i thought was very good it was a nice change i like the idea of like the blue ribbon because it's like i mean well, if they just if hire that chef if, if, if that's where you see you know the like what you want to change like i don't know what you want to get get off of the menu obviously there's been like staples on the menu but there's a lot of things that you know, you don't get any, I feel like you, you, you know, if I, you had it, you don't get it. Um, or there are a lot of things that the, the outside lentil, of the salad,
1: the lentil soup. I know SD loves it. I, it,
0: God, yeah. God okay. bless this you. Is the, I'm
2: going to tell you what the problem with chefs are. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. They think up. that they're artists. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Like if
2: you go out to hear music, if you go out oh. to hear music, you really, you don't want to go hear some dumb original band. That's, that's, you know, like that's going to, that's creative most likely you you'll hits. enjoy a really good cover band right. better than anything right. cuz you want and these chefs it's not enough for them to make delicious fried chicken the way it's been made and you know the, they're doing that, new that material
0: <laughs> On, on your Friday I, night, yeah, they're doing new material on Friday right. night. Then they,
2: they think they're hacks. So what they subject you to, and I mean this guy, I mean, in, in general, what they subject you to is their yeah. twist on this and their twist on that. And, and and nobody likes that. From time to time, yeah, you might see you 2 at the bitter end. You say, oh, my God. But, but you know, most, 99.9% of the chefs are just one of these original bands that's never going to become famous. That's how I see it. But they see themselves as artists. And I'm looking for a great. Cover band. There's chef. so many great that's, restaurants
1: in New York. Find one. Go to the kitchen and say, pss, pss. "How much are they paying you here?" Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: That's and, a good idea.
1: You know, I mean, that seems like <laughs> the <laughs> seems like the the um, the way to go. Uh, Robert, I don't know if you have any opinions. You you'll you'll
3: have our food here and you'll you'll decide. I, I could just hear all of America. More olive. Restaurant chef conversation. Well, look, please. America's Top Chef is a big <laughs> show. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, sorry, Noam is howling because he tends to disparage <laughs> disparage my choice of topics. But I, I, I look. No, this is a good one. This is a Top problem. Chef is what are the big one the biggest shows on TV now involve right. chefs. Are you kidding me?
2: All right What well, well, top five uh, well, what are the five items on a menu go around the table or yeah. three items that yeah. you are most likely to be happy to see on the menu and most
1: likely to order what are they
0: Gary, we'll start with you. I like a chicken sandwich, pizza and then like a you have like a great like salad like a skirt steak salad
2: a skirt steak salad yeah so
0: you mix it up so you got a little bit of some sort of healthy and then you got your essentials your pizza, your personal pan pizza maybe they could share and also like a okay. chicken sandwich.
2: Rob, that, that's a good answer. Rob, we have a masculine man's opinion on this.
0: Hey. Yeah, well, that <laughs> wouldn't
3: be me, but I, 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 uh, I, I, uh, I would not, I would not go with a pizza because it, you should get that at a pizza place. Uh, yeah. like I, we, if I saw pizza on a menu downstairs, I'd be like, I don't want the pizza.
0: A nice, uh, it's Napoleon. not a pizza place.
3: Like you'd want a, you want, you want a really good beef something, a really good burger, which is not that hard to make, and and you just got to be strict about it. Well, we do have you, that. You then, want to have a steak, and you want to have a roast chicken. Um, and then, you know, a piece of fish of some kind, uh, and then like two pastas, not many, not you, know, the smaller the menu, the better. And then salads, You gets good salads. And then the apps you can make to share. That's kind of all you pasta need. Pasta how?
2: Right? What style of pasta?
3: Oh, I think you want the, uh, anything you, uh, twirly pasta, like linguine or spaghetti. Anything, any vegetables that, with what? Well, you could do to, to both, but I wouldn't do both. I would just do one, you know, cheesy, cheesy, tomatoey, cheesy. One
4: like cacio e pepe, and yeah, one yeah, like yeah. spaghetti with tomato sauce. With like a
3: tomato sauce and you know, solid. In, uh, in the in the spring and summer, it could be alacca, which is just like tomatoes. And in the uh, every, every other time, you can make a pot of bolognese and keep reheating it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's I, great. I, I'd like to see a rigatoni. Um, uh, maybe a rigatoni a la vodka or rigatoni sure. a pomodoro or a baked oh, a rigatoni. rigatoni a la
2: Ray Allen, a, la, a, uh-huh.
1: um, a fish that is not salmon, uh, a, a, a more soup, the lentil soup. I'm sorry. It's just it's it's not uh, what it should be.
0: French onion. They don't have French onion. Maybe a French onion. Sh- yeah. Good French onion. French onion.
1: Yeah. Um, maybe. And I think importantly, specials. I think that's uh, we want variety. Um, okay. now, Harvey, can, can
2: I say something about politics?
1: Yeah. Well, okay go
2: ahead uh, one of the things that that it, that I really enjoyed about all this was seeing the viciousness the viciousness of the way everybody attacked Joe Biden
5: <laughs>
2: and the way they called him a racist and everything yeah. else under the sun and then the way they all rallied to yeah. endorse him as if they never said such things and and what that made me what I thought that was a really good illustration of is um what politics really is and that unfairness with which or the insincerity, I guess, with which the Democrats were attacking Joe Biden is the insincerity and unfairness which the two parties criticize each other um, with uh, 100% of the time. To the point where, you know, you just can't believe anything you hear at all. I mean, the, the, the people that I've been arguing about this Chuck Schumer thing, and who are dismissing it and minimizing it? Where he's threatened the Supreme court or he didn't really threaten, them, whatever it is. When he said that about Supreme Court justices, like if Mitch McConnell had said that, th- they would be on fire, yeah. you know? They would. Yeah. And and these are smart. I'm talking about smart people, national intellectuals, you know, who have no seem to have no sense of um, fair or, or, or impaired sense of fair-mindedness, and I think we—it's that's a growing growing problem is fewer and fewer people out there who are kind of trying to be fair all the time I don't know that's that's my presentation- uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Wait, wake up everybody yeah, yeah. well uh,
1: you know uh, Perry had so, she said she had a bone to pick with me about Harvey Weinstein I don't know if you want to get to that or Continue along. Oh, well, you okay, just told but, me that you
4: don't want me to yeah. talk anymore. So now you're well, ready to say that. You. <laughs>
1: well, if you have a legitimate bone to pick with me, that I want to hear.
4: I do have a legitimate bone to pick with you, but it also requires probably, me speaking. Okay, let's do
2: this and let's hear some stories about cheers, and then we're going to wrap we
4: it up. We also got to talk about. I, well, let's, go, let's have Gary talk about his album. No, no, no. I want to hear the bone.
0: You go, it, Harvey Weinstein or my album?
4: Harvey Weinstein.
2: We'll, oh, oh,
0: Weinstein, the album, and cheers. <laughs>
4: on, okay, quick. fine. We'll do it quickly. I, Dan gave me a really hard time last week. I don't know if you listened to the episode because I said that, you know, I was glad that he was found guilty and that I thought he deserved whatever he got. And you went on this, like, rampage about, like, how dare I presume that I didn't believe in, like, the American justice system. I, I don't think I was being acu- accusing
1: you. I was basically saying by saying that I'm glad that he was found guilty. There's a presumption that he was guilty. Would you correct? Should be, you should be glad that he was found guilty. If he was guilty, but, he, and, but
4: isn't finding him guilty so he was found guilty. But what if he
1: was found not guilty? Then how would you have felt?
4: That it was a miscarriage of justice, and you would
1: have known that because
4: Be, I mean, based on the evidence that I'd been presented and having a brain in my head, despite but, what the two of you might but, think but you about would, me. But
1: my point was: is <laughs> it would have would it have crossed your mind had he been found not guilty? Would you have said to yourself, and this was merely my only point? Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Did seem like he was guilty, but then again, I wasn't in the courtroom, so maybe there's some stuff I didn't see, I didn't hear the cross examination.
2: I I agree
4: with Periel. Oh wow, this is an epic (laughs) moment. (laughs) Oh wait, did I say Periel? I meant Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I I
2: agree with Periel because, uh, you know, at at some point, although you know nobody takes these presumptions of innocence more seriously than I do, at some point when there's so much evidence in the public sphere we don't really need a trial to be sure that hitler did it and um uh the the evidence with with weinstein is, is pretty overwhelming and and if he were to have been found not guilty i think what that would mean was that the the stories were too old the number of witnesses statutes of limitations all sorts of procedural and uh, the the time sensitive issues Uh, might have precluded the ability to to convict him and that would be a disappointment I don't think anybody anybody seriously thinks that this guy was not a monster now whether he the specifics I I don't know of any particular crime and I'm sure that some of them are exaggerated and some of them some of them he might not have done it's very difficult to believe that this is all just one big conspiracy to get Harvey Weinstein that's just a tough one to believe that's what
4: I think thank you no you're um that 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 was well, he got
1: twenty three years. What do you think of that sentence? Noam? I, I, I and it,
2: it when it comes to the length of the sentence, I would want to be in the courtroom. You're right. i And the length of the sentence is, is actually quite significant, you know,
4: yes, it uh, is I one... mean it was a ve- it's a very harsh sentence, you know, given what other people who have been accused. Or found guilty of the same things, have been sentenced to, which he was complaining about, apparently. Yeah,
2: and and I and I and I might agree with him on that. Like, I don't like these uh, e- uh, extreme sentences, which clearly just reflect a political or or a, or a you know well, he deserves sent it. the mob. S- Similarly, with Roger Stone, I mean, is that, um, is that name Roger Stone, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was crazy that they wanted to put him in jail for nine years. I mean, I, I don't know what what choice Barr had he, to just to look the other way and let this guy. You know, I mean, Weinstein um, deserved that. Be though. punished the way nobody else in his in that guy's situation would ever be punished. I know it looked bad, but it's not like he. It was. It was, it was telling that all the people who are outraged by Barr's reaction, not one of them defended the idea of nine years in prison. And we know Randy Credico, right? He's been on our show, and and he didn't think this was anything
3: serious.
1: So it d- yeah. now it sends it twenty-three years. Does that mean ten with good behavior? I
3: think I mean, it's five. For, I mean, for Weinstein, it's five. I think.
1: Five. He'll get five. I think it's good, five is the minimum. Five is the minimum. Mm-hmm. I, mean, he's I mean, he certainly. I mean, it's not very likely that he would be able to make twenty-three years. He'll oh, be no. 91.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't. I don't know that Weinstein is gonna. Um, you know, gonna make it to ninety-one. He, he. How old is he now? I don't know.
4: Ninety-one
3: so, minus twenty-three. Did you? Yeah, and he takes, <laughs> yeah. He clearly takes. He clearly takes care of himself. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. but you don't know how old six, he is. I think
4: he's sixty. Yeah. I, uh, six, I can tell <laughs> you how old he is.
2: Harvey
1: Weinstein is um, oh, yeah.
2: born 1952, so I guess he's 68. He,
1: he's 67. actually going to turn,
2: turn 68. Yeah,
1: March, I right. March, March 19th. Oh, oh March 19th he, is his birthday. his birthday. Oh, my God. Is, uh, That sucks. His birthday is during Women's History Month, which I guess is <laughs> wow. some minor irony, perhaps.
4: Okay, Gary's album.
1: Oh, yeah. What is there to say about Gary's album? He has an album.
0: Yep. And
1: it's available wherever albums are sold or streamed
0: iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. And he
1: taped it, all of it, at Comedy Cellar. We have a Comedy Cellar, Rob. uh, Comedy Cellar is in Las Vegas as well. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, I love the title.
0: Vita Las Vegas. I saw this the other day, though. I saw a blind man and his seeing eye dog walk directly into a wall. (laughs) I saw that. They did not see it. And right after the guy yelled at him, yelled, you didn't do your job. You didn't do your job. And the dog was just looking up like, I don't even know how I got this job. I definitely don't want to work here anymore. Consider this my two weeks. I said that joke at a show once. In the audience was a blind man, and his seeing eye-dog. Yeah. Right after I said it, he stands up, yells out, not funny, and he walked out of the room, but his dog stayed.
1: (laughs) Now, I was just there, by the way, in Vegas. Are you happy with how Vegas is going?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I am happy with it. Um, you know, like 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 everything else. I'm worried about what the virus may bring, but um, yeah, Vegas is doing all right.
1: Well, I was there, and as we discussed last week, the crowds were it wasn't sold out every night. There was one or two sold out shows, but the crowds were good and um, and and uh, you know, numerous, and the quality of the crowds were good as well.
0: Crowds are where, good. Where it's- is it? It's at the uh, Rio Hotel, and also it's like God. the only show in Vegas where, uh, like, comedy show in Vegas where it's a showcase show. So you're actually getting the, what the experience is in New York. There, well, in uh, Vegas. well, also,
1: and we've made this point before. If you look at the other clubs in Las Vegas, they have one headliner. Yeah. He does 45 minute, whatever he does. Yeah. And you have a couple of openers. Whereas we have variety, and I, I'm look, I'm not going to mention names. But I look at these. You other- like
0: variety, a variety on the menu.
1: I'd like variety. special, yeah. But
0: also, what are the
1: chances that the one person you're an average comedy club going to be like that? That they're person. gonna like that person for forty five minutes.
0: It's not gonna happen.
1: And I've seen some of the people that they're headlining at these other clubs will not mention names, but I cannot imagine forty five minutes of some of these people. Totally. Um even no, so-
2: we we take Vegas very, very seriously. Like like we've always taken everything in our family back, you know, since the my father started in the sixties in terms of Uh, trying to do everything um, right just you know like just trying to do it right it it sounds like such a cliche but I speak to a lot of business people and that's not their attitude and we just kind of didn't spare any expense and we just decided we're gonna send the comedians out there who would make the show good and if if that doesn't work. We'll close.
1: No, um, there are comedians. We're not going
2: to cut back. We're not going. We're not going to compromise. We're not. Gonna, we're not going to uh, tarnish our reputation. We're g- we're going to give an a show, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we'll take the loss.
1: No, and there are. And, com- but the thing uh, is, it almost works. But, there are comedians that very good comedians that I have not seen on this on the schedule in Las Vegas, and I'm wondering if there are <clears> certain <throat> comedians that just they just won't go out there for the for the for the money. Uh, for the chicken feed we're paying.
2: Um, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure there's some people who don't want to travel to Vegas, but I haven't heard that.
1: Like, da- like, uh, say David know. Tell, for example, who's one of our bigger names here at the comedy cellar. Obviously he lives nearby. He'll come and do the comedy cellar for a relatively small amount of money, but he would not go to Vegas, I guess. Well,
2: he has, he has gone to
1: Vegas. He, he, he well, he's done some, yeah, he's done some
2: uh, headliner and he's trying and he's he's planning to do some like, a tell and friends shows out there. But yeah, but of course David Tell is is not um he's he's not to be compared with um the average working comic. A tell is uh is a celebrity, you know. Well so. I,
1: I would I would say I would not be insulted. I personally yeah. would not be insulted if you paid certain comics more money to go out there. Hmm. I know a lot of comics have issues with well what is he getting paid? Or what is he getting paid? I personally would not be insulted if you decided to say, hey, you know, we'd like to have a special, we'll give you 10K and we can go out there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know. Yeah, you know, I would do
2: that. I, I don't feel, I don't feel that I, that I can't do such things. I just, um, uh, I, I don't know that that's, um, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm always reluctant to ask people to do things because I know they don't want, they they don't like to say no. So I don't want to ask Dave to do things and then, uh, I don't know. It, it well, seems you, to be you going fine. One, you People are send, stopping in, you're and right. uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot of political considerations.
1: I, I, well, you could you could actually ask Dave through somebody else and put out feelers if you want to do that. You might not feel that that's worth the money, um, but I just it's think not it's not a
2: matter of the money. It's a matter of I I I think that if Dave wanted to do it, he has expressed an interest to go out there with his friends. I I don't the extra money that we could offer and would happily offer. Um, I don't think is. Gonna make it or break it for Dave at tell in terms of whether he wants to go out to Vegas. I, I don't know. What about I mean, a Jim, I, what about a
1: Jim Norton?
2: I think Norton is too too big. Norton, you know, Norman's, Norton's filling um, huge rooms and stuff. I don't think Norton would go out to Vegas for a week. I don't think he well, would.
1: Well, not a week, but you could give him like a weekend and, 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 and pay him a premium. But that, I just float that out there. I know you want to get
3: to. Uh,
2: I just want to hear about cheers. Wait, well, uh, Rob. Before Long get, has a
3: question. Before we go, what, what's on the menu in Vegas? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the solution.
1: Um, the menu in Vegas is 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 uh, handled by the Rio Hotel. Oh, there you go. So it is not It's banquet uh, food. It's yeah. it's well, they have a uh, they have a the a cluck you, which is their <laughs> which is their flatbread with pizza. <laughs> yeah. The mother Flucker. What's it called? Mother clucker or something?
2: I know. They, you they know, have the, funny they name. That's a cute name. The that's the a cute of name. Of- <laughs> Yeah. We, we the the food and drink and all that stuff in Vegas is handled by C- Caesar's Entertainment. I don't we don't know. get any well. money from it and we don't have any say in it. And um, we, but you know we
1: work on the But I do applaud you, Rob, on your interest in all things culinary. Well, I mm. just assumed because this is my only as time i have been know, on a
3: podcast, I assume that's one of the things. As you
1: know, about. that is a, as I've said, you know Anthony Bourdain, if memory serves, had a very very big show based on food so i don't i don't know that it's completely uninteresting to people and i think people like to hear my complaining as a general matter (laughs) uh cheers of course for our younger uh our younger uh listeners was an iconic show uh one of the
2: from uh, 1982
1: to 1993 Thursday nights, and as if, it, it, Thursday night was fun anyway because it was Friday. It was oh, yeah. right. So yeah, I don't right. care what they were, I mean, it could have been, they could have been playing Small Wonder on Thursday night, I'd, I'd be awesome. in a good mood. Yeah. But you add to that, one of the best shows of all time, and you know that I was there every 9 p.m., every Thursday, some of the happiest uh, moments of my life what watching that show. <laughs> wow, what, what else
3: were you doing at the time?
1: Well, <laughs> I was in school, so oh, okay. what else would I be okay, doing? I, I was it. in ninth grade. And, I, and Friday was coming, oh, and yeah, Cheers right. was on TV, and all my friends, uh, you know, Norm and Cliff and uh, Coach in the early years, etc. So very, very uh, fond memories. Rob, you were a writer in the later years.
3: Later years, yeah, because it started when I was in high school.
1: Yeah, we um, you were know, not I, that different in It anything. started
3: when I was 16, and then I, jo- I joined when I was 24 in the 8th How'd you get oh, a well. job,
1: that good a job? that You must have gone to Harvard. No, no. That's I, the only explanation. No,
3: <laughs> no, I went to Yale, but, uh, but no. There you the you go. Uh, <laughs> the, the TV in that in that time was kind of a closed shop, and, but they always needed material, so nobody really knew how to do it. Now everybody kind of knows. You go to any college campus now, and everyone's writing a spec, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's right. like, I'm, I really want to, I'm doing a show for Hulu. Everybody. But back then, in 1980, you know, when I moved to LA to go to film school in 88, um, nobody knew how to do it. So, if you just figured out what the golden key was, the business was ready for you. they were like, "Yeah, we What's need young people." What's the golden people. key? Or why you, you just, just, out, the you just key. had to have a, you had to have a good spec script of something that was on, mm-hmm. uh, and then you had to present yourself uh, in the right way to the people who were hiring at that show. So you looked like somebody they'd want to spend all day with on it. So you're basically in a, li- in a living room all day with these people, and if you seem like you're sort of agreeable and you you know you get sort of somewhat appropriate hygiene, um, <laughs> and you weren't talking too much. Um, they take a shot.
1: So, how did you know what the golden key was? Is that because? Oh,
3: know? I had an agent. Like, so, so I wrote a bunch of bunch of spec scripts, and I got an agent, and she just said, "Go in there, wear clean clothes, don't say anything, don't try to be funny, just listen, and if they ask you a question, answer it."
1: Did you have family and show business? No. Sort of- no, 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 So, I'm how did New you England. get? How did you get? Where
3: you I from? went? I went to uh, went to New England. So I went to um, I went to UCLA Film School after college. And I was writing feature films because that's an what you unbelievable did.
4: Unbelievable story that—that's yeah. the advice that your agent gave you. Can you imagine yeah. somebody saying that these days? Too? No, I, I it would not imagine your agent saying that. It, it wouldn't be true
3: now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't Shout give anybody out, that advice now. <laughs> but back then, it was like, yeah, you just like well, you gotta, you have to. I mean, it was a machine. Like they had to turn out, it with 26 episodes a year, so you had to like it was a, you you had to be able to row, and if you couldn't. You just weren't useful. It just was like we're too busy. Nobody Do you to, have you know. is your,
1: now? How does it work? Because you see at the end of the sitcom, you'll see written by, and it'll be one name, maybe two. Yeah, but you but there's obviously a whole staff of writers. So whose name goes on? Usually, the, the person who
3: wrote the first draft gets that, and you get the. And then I've seen people get Emmys for scripts that they didn't. That by the time it was on the air, not it's totally one different. word. Yeah, yeah. You, and I've also seen people not get Emmys. Um, for stuff that they wrote that was brilliant, so that somebody else got the Emmy before. so it, it kind of like it evens itself out. It's really more of an accounting thing. Like if you write the script, you're you're the the named writer, or you're one of the named writers. You just that's when you get the residuals.
1: And and now it's on Netflix, so you're getting money from that, I guess. Yeah,
3: very. Uh, I haven't actually gotten anything yet.
1: What what that's like, like one cent? What is, really, it, it is What is an episode or uh, that you remember that you had a big hand in that 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 you're particularly the, the proud one of. that
3: people remember that I think we did, uh, we did one. Uh, uh, where Fraser reads uh, a Tale of Two Cities to the guys because he can't believe they, had, they didn't know the story, but they get bored, so he just spices it up mm-hmm. with a lot of like weird violence and oh. like uh, a evil clown, remember. a psychopathic clown. Um, and then they love it and they become real Dickens fans. Um, so then he has to keep spicing Feeding everything up. up. Yeah. Uh, and I like the it, idea. I didn't. Yeah, I it recall was called the episode. Well, afterwards, we did a lot of them. We did. You two know what? I, you know what
1: episode I remember from that era? Yeah. I don't know if you were there yet. No, I guess. Yeah, you were there starting in '90. There was an episode where this old guy is like, um, is like hitting on this like young like um, uh, chambermaid, uh-huh. and and she's and he's like he's like a psychologist. I think he's a friend of Frazier's, and he's trying to convince her that she's interested in him.
3: Like, oh, I think it must have been before my time. It might have been before your time. But we got away with a lot of stuff. There's a lot of jokes that we you, we made that you could never, ever make. Ever. Uh, there was an episode
1: with Again. Shelley Long where there was a gay guy that came into the bar, and
3: um, yeah, and the guys are like,
1: uh, are, they are were all upset. Making, they're upset about it. They're upset about yeah. it, and she's like saying, "No, we're we're a bunch, calling them bigoted assholes." Basically, I thought that was sort of ahead of its time.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. but but you could you still couldn't do that because you would never you could never find uh, people who wanted to play the characters who were bigoted. No actors want to play that. They always want to play. No, I, how about if I'm the one who chose the way. Uh, there we didn't. Uh, we, did, they, 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 we didn't. They did another one, which uh, Sam and Diane stuff. but I don't. I, th- I think it's still on, where um, they slap each other, and it's oh, hilarious. God. It's great. <laughs> But you're like now you think oh my god it's yeah, you can't like, do that. Might, yeah they'd be all arrested and carried out and you put the but, 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 taking them to re-education camps
0: it's crazy you can't do that yeah, now yeah. but you could show it in reruns
3: you could show it in reruns yeah. but I think I I, I, I I it's only a matter of time before you can't show it in reruns right. I'm pretty sure I mean there are there are episodes of Lucy I love Lucy but he spanks, yeah. Just, he spanks yeah, her yeah or
0: just Seinfeld stuff that they're saying you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah wow that was a, right that's pretty out there.
2: You can't even put it in the mouth of a guy like an Archie Bunker anymore. Like
0: you, know, you can't, you yeah. can't get one degree
2: of separation. And say, no, he's a racist. No, you can't even do that anymore. Well, the
3: problem, I mean, the Archie Bunker problem, is really huge. If it, you know, if you're really old, you remember that show, because uh, the truth Whoa. is that, that he was the hero of the show, and everybody, that nobody expected it. Who put that show together? They thought he'd be the butt of the joke, but it turns out he was the hero, mm-hmm. because the, like it's like they're all incredibly progressive. The people put it together, and it never occurred to them that America would actually find they would admire the uh, Korean War vet who has well, two. Ta- da- I think it was, it yeah, was maybe Korean. I think it's Korean, but he holds down two jobs because his uh, and his daughter. So he and his daughter work. Because his idiot son-in-law is some idiotic graduate student who doesn't have a job, and they just thought, "Oh well, America will love the idiotic gra- uh, son-in-law because he doesn't have a job." But he's like, he thinks the right thing. And in fact, America said, "No, no, actually, we like the old guy because he's going to a freaking job every day too. He worked at the docks and he was he drove a taxi. He's the bread the breadwinner. So yeah. if you don't like it, get a job yeah, and move out of town." Ta- yeah, I remember as a kid yeah.
1: thinking, kind of siding with Archie. at least, oh, yeah, as, did as regards to. Why is this guy busting Archie's balls? He lives in Archie's yeah. house.
3: How about a thank you?
1: Yeah. How about that? So, uh, the line with the, with Edith
2: says, Archie, what's a homo sapien? And
1: he said, geez, Edith says, a killer f***. <laughs> right. I, I, better, also, yeah. I, I also never understood Mike's... You can't say that anymore. No, you
3: can't. Huh? I also was never in love
1: with Gloria, you know, as a sexual object. But um, I don't know. That's probably politically incorrect to say, but I... I, I was more of a bionic bionic
3: woman. Oh sure, yeah. Fan, right? Wait, Lindsay, wait, Lindsay am I, by the way?
2: Am I allowed to repeat the joke now? I'm no. not endorsing the, word of the use of the F word. No, I'm, gonna, you know, I'm, gonna beep,
4: I'm gonna beep that out, honey.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and us laughing. It, a, it a crazy. This is a crazy time. No, it's
1: fine. Yeah. It's this fine. was an episode I thought jam packed. We got to the coronavirus. We got to uh, this food situation. We got <laughs> we got <laughs> Noam to agree with Parell. Um Gary's what, album.
0: Gary's oh, yeah. album. So much, Las Vegas.
1: so much uh jam packed uh, uh, into this episode.
2: I, I, I'm just disappointed. I, I I've been reading Rob Long uh, for a long time. I well not recently, but years ago when you were in National Review. And um uh, I always I wanted to meet him and I I think I saw you somewhere once. Did you appear with Jonah Goldberg one time? Maybe it was on a cruise ship. I don't oh, know. yeah, yeah. I'm,
3: yeah. I also um, live around the corner, and- so you probably see me walking by.
4: I thought you were in L.A. Checking out the
3: menu. No, I live here now. I moved in May. Oh, Check, I didn't know Checking that. out the menu and thinking maybe. I don't Dude, know. now, I don't
2: now, know. now, Perry is in trouble because I wanted to cancel today because of the oh. coronavirus oh, and sorry. all that, and I wanted to meet and you. And I was like, no, said, no, we no, can't he's... cancel. He's coming all the way from California just to do this podcast. Oh I, yeah, I said, sorry. He's coming all the way from California to do our stupid podcast, our radio show. So I, so I immediately, I, 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 you know, I pulled out all the stops. So we got an engineer, we got Skype, and we, oh, and wow. we, we advanced technologically all to accommodate you and you live around the corner. But having said that, that, I'm very happy we did because it was terrific. Well, Well,
1: Noam, uh, the fact that he lives around the corner might mean you could entice him to come here just for sparkling conversation. I I would love that. And roast chicken, which we do have. Oh, there you go. In fact, all the yeah, items but, you mentioned, we have good burgers, good steak, wait, and Wait, let Gary all the, just what's say bye and tell about? us where
4: to find him on social media.
0: Well, we're about to get out of here. Go ahead, Gary. Oh, yeah. um, on at GaryVeter.com. Or not at GaryVeter. Yeah, at GaryVeter.com. Now, if
1: you like Clever. No, just at
4: GaryVeter.
1: Yeah, at GaryVeter. If you like Clever, if you like a thinking man's comic, then Gary Veter is for you. Ah, oh, thanks, Dan. Um, <laughs> Veter Las Vegas. Las Vegas filmed uh taped at, I gotta do a new tape uh, mine mine's very old I need to do
0: it yeah album. recorded live at the cellar in Vegas and also I have clips that I post on Instagram from uh from those those shows they're
4: brilliant and they're a soon brilliant to, joke right. and a yeah. soon to be
0: father if I may. soon to be father. yeah June uh June 6 is the due wow. date yeah we were gonna get divorced we got back together and uh now there's well, a baby and then we'll get divorced after that look and you're asking.
2: I, I i advised i advised him not to go to couples therapy and he, he didn't take my advice yeah uh, I, my, <laughs> I said that couples therapy. that if you go to couples therapy whatever you do don't tell the truth because you, you can't everyone <laughs> Gary, that stuff
1: how solid do you feel this marriage is now going into it's the next phase which is being parents
0: pretty good we're not fight. we're the couples counseling really helped so we weren't you know we slowed down on on fighting everything's like talked out way better we're communicating way better so yeah, going in.
4: Can I get the name about, of that therapist? Yeah, uh, sure. Gary. Her name's if,
2: if you, if you were, if you were, if you were to, you, were to um, you know, uh, no, aggregate I, I all, in this, yeah. all the changes <laughs> of behavior patterns between you and your wife, what percentage has she changed in order to stop the fighting? What percentage did you need to change
0: to oh, stop the fighting? I, uh, I think she changed one hundred percent, and then mine was, <laughs> uh, I've stayed the same.
4: <laughs> There's really
0: nothing. that's how it feels I I just had to play different mind games to get that to that 100% for her you know but uh, yeah we got Uh, I we got there I love Jack Peter
1: (laughs) he's a beautiful man Uh, I (laughs) guess that's it Noam unless we have other business to get to Uh, should we uh, sign off sign off Rob, sure where can we, so we
2: find Rob, you? Let Rob get Rob a burger and, a,
3: and some comedy. Yeah, Rob, you, you have
1: you can eat for free tonight. Wow. Or probably, I mean, my guess is no one would comp you as a general matter, but I don't have the authority to say that.
3: No, no, I understand
1: that. Rob,
2: do, do you ever read the Coleman Hughes? The the he's uh he's really a young man who writes so Wunder, uh, for
3: Quillette. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, Quillette's great. Yeah, I do. I yeah. do read it. Read him. Well, he so, comes uh, here for burgers. Coleman
2: huh? is a good Coleman is a good friend of ours. He comes down to the Alpshire all the time. Oh, cool. he, he also plays trombone. We play together. Wow. But uh, I, I, you, you'd probably really enjoy
1: meeting him. Well, thank you. Um, I, he's I, around all the time. i look you to
3: it. Over. I, I yeah. do. I, well, as you know, I live around the corner.
1: Look for Rob yeah. Long's byline at the National Review, and Martini shot on National Public Radio. That's me. Um, you can, you can po- reach... Podcast at com Podcast at com for questions and comments and menu recommendations. <laughs> of course, Periel has two books. I don't trust any bush that is in mine. The only and, bush
4: I trust is my own.
1: And get on your knees. On my Let's knees. Let's
4: do it. <laughs> no, I, it's unbelievable every time. Uh, um, and you can follow us at, at Live From The Table on Instagram.
1: We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
4: <laughs> Wash your hands.